Hi, everybody. I think you're really going to enjoy this edition of Coach's Corner. I chat with my co-host from the TV show that I am on this year, a new reality show, complete surprise to me, Dr. Isaiah Pinkins. And you're going to love him. I love him. I met him the first day we started filming. We had no idea about each other. We both got offered the show very last minute and we were both like, oh, what's happening? And I think we were nervous about each other. It felt like a blind date in a lot of ways. And we hit it off immediately. I have so much respect for him. He was the perfect person to go through this entire experience with because it it wasn't just co-hosting the show. It was coaching and counseling all the people that were on the show. That was what we were really there for. I don't know that you'll see many of our coaching and counseling episodes with people because it doesn't make for a riveting TV, but we were there behind the scenes, really supporting these people and going after their dream of getting married. And we talk about that in our chat today. Let me tell you a little bit about the doc. He's got lots of credentials. He is a clinical psychologist. He specializes in consulting, counseling, and educational services for families, teens, and young adults. Dr. Piggins is currently the assistant director of the Service Systems Program at the UCLA Duke National Center for Child Traumatic Stress. In this role, he's responsible for supporting efforts to make child and family service systems more trauma-informed. He works on initiatives that will promote the identification, referral, and appropriate support for culturally diverse children, adolescents, and families who've experienced trauma. He presents all over the world and speaks on the subject of mental health. He is also the founder of Eye-Opening Enterprises, a multimedia company that specializes in health messaging through the creation of books, films, and life skills, workshops for youth and adults who care for them. He is also a regular contributor to Psychology Today, the Huffington Post, and is the co-host of the new show on TLC that premieres tomorrow, July 9th, The Spouse House. You can learn more about Isaiah at eyeopeningenterprises.com. And now on to my chat with my partner in this whole crazy wild ride, Dr. Isaiah. Isaiah, we're reunited and it feels so good. It feels amazing. (laughs) I missed you. I missed you too. It's so great to share my TV husband that I had to keep a secret for so many months with the world now because we were working on this project, the spouse house, for how long were we working on it? Like two months, three months? About three months when it was all said and done. Yeah. Two months. And uh, seeing each other every week, spending long hours together, but we couldn't really tell anybody what we were doing. Um, but I was just so, so happy that you were my co-host in this project. I remember the first time you and I talked on the phone and it was like this awkward blind date of like meeting each other for the first time of who are you? Who am I going to be sitting next to? And I was so relieved because first of all, you're a professional, you're a clinical psychologist. And second immediately I just could tell that you're wise, you were warm, you had a great personality and all of my worries and concerns were eased right away. So I just really want to thank you for being my partner in this whole experience. And I just want to throw it right back at you. Such sweet words from my work wife. I got, I got <laughs> actually funny uh, story. You taught me how to use my Insta chat, right? Insta right, right. That, no, Insta it's the story. See, right. I still don't know. You're, you're a better teacher than I'm saying right now. <laughs> but 
you you put me on uh, yours a couple of times. I'm sure you know, the people who are following you, they were like, wow, your new co-host, and you couldn't say anything about it. But I do it so infrequently that when I put you on mine, people didn't listen to it. They just saw it, and they thought you were my new girlfriend. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, just Thursdays and Fridays from like 7 a.m. to midnight. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but, you know, you learn so much about somebody when you go through these experiences. And, you know, I think both of us, this show came as kind of a surprise. Like neither one of us were trying to get a gig hosting a show. And uh, we both were like, oh, okay, well, this seems like an interesting experience. I, I, I know my answer to this question, but I'd love for you to share yours. Why were you yes to this? Why did you decide to be the co-host and relationship expert and clinical psychologist on a show where basically, and I, I explained the show in the intro, um, but people uh-huh. are coming on to get married in a matter of weeks. I mean, it's a crazy concept. You know- it's a crazy concept, but my life's mission has been, ever since I've been a psychologist, is how do I build the healthiest version of people? And for me, I've always loved the traditional ways of doing research and doing clinical practice and all those things. But I also like to think outside of the box. And I feel like entertainment is one of those avenues where there's so many people who are listening and learning. I mean, I can't tell you how many uh, relationship things I've heard about people from keeping up with the Kardashians. So, you know, if, if, if there is uh, a way to do this at a you know higher level and kind of an elevated way where, you know, you're really bringing in experts and you're bringing in people who genuinely want this experience and you can teach people along the way and help them grow and learn, not only the people who are on the show, but the audience, that was a selling point for me. This was something of substance and I could feel that. And so, you know, otherwise I just wouldn't have put my name to it. And and so that's what really drew me in. Yeah. And I think that that, there's a lot of uh, assumptions that people have about reality shows because not all reality shows are reality. They can be very scripted. Producers can really produce things. Like I remember when I was an intern on the Jerry Springer show, you know, the producers would really hype people up (laughs) beforehand. And what we got to see behind the scenes working with the production company, Kinetic Content, were a group of really awesome people who really only cared about making people happy and getting people married, getting people what they wanted. Like no, no one was like produced or pushed into things or anything like that. And I think that that's what's a kind of a shame about some of the judgments about what reality TV shows are, that, that there actually are like good people trying to make good things happen. And I don't think either one of us would have resonated with this if that wouldn't have been the case. But that was my feeling throughout the show. Is that, that was your experience too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it helped, like you said, with us being together because, you know, before you called me that day, before I knew you were my co-host, I was nervous as well. I'm, I'm a real psychologist. I don't just play one on TV. And so, (laughs) you know, I, 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 I really wanted to make sure that that wasn't compromised in any way by them, you know, putting me with the co-host who's just there for shock value and Mm -hmm. wanting to create, you know, a situation where we have the most trauma ever. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I want someone who actually genuinely wants to help people. And then they sent me an angel from heaven. And I just just saw the way you worked. I, I was so impressed. I was so impressed. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's, you know, what's so great about, any kind of healthy partnership, um, romantic friendship, work-wise, whatever, is that, you know, when you really respect the other person and let the other person shine, it's so much easier. And that's one thing that I just 
loved about working with you is we never, I never felt like we were competing for who's going to say like the most riveting thing. There was just such like a dance of, of support. Um, and that was, that was awesome because I think in some ways we were able to model that for the people that were wanting to be in relationship, you know, as co-hosts, even though we weren't a romantic couple, we were able to model like really what, what partnership and balancing each other out and holding that, that, that space for people. And I think that made a big difference. And I think that speaks again to like how the production company wanted the show to be. And, you know, neither one of us have ever hosted a show. Like we had to get used to wearing microphones and earpieces and like being hosts. Because I think another thing that a lot of people won't see is that every week we had sessions with people. We had like one-on-one sessions or as people coupled up, we had two-on-two sessions. And so we were able to do some really awesome work with people. And I I would love for you to reflect, obviously, without revealing anything, what were some of your favorite parts about actually getting to do, you know, some therapy with people? Well, I want to first uh, address the, the piece of us and how we work together, because I think one of the things that was amazing that you, like you said, we got to model is that we complemented each other so well mm-hmm. with you coming from the life coach, spiritual psychologist uh, perspective and me uh, being a clinical psychologist, our, you know, our skill sets really were able to uh, support them in very different ways. And when it came to the one-on-one sessions and the couples uh, counseling sessions, I think that really came out um, because uh, in many ways, you were able to draw on your life coaching experience and other experiences to help them hit at the heart of the issues that they were dealing with, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it was dealing with rejection in the past or dealing with um, other types of issues that we all deal with when it comes to relationships, but it's really highlighted when you're in a really uh, intensified situation like the one we were on the show. For me personally, I, I really um, enjoy opportunities to uh, talk with both the, the, the guys and the women um, about uh, areas that uh, potentially cause conflict, but were really uh, ways that they were trying to communicate with each other, but didn't have the skills to do so. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to be able to help build that, um, or to help them realize it's not being built <laughs> and yeah. to walk away, whatever, whatever the situation is, to be able to help facilitate that was phenomenal. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the themes we saw. I mean, one of the big things we saw with people were, you know, taking, wanting to be done with their past, but still holding on to their baggage like so wanting to move forward, but being weighed down by all the luggage they're carrying. And there are, you know, several people that either had bad experiences with past relationships or were cheated on and they were there to get married. However, their hearts were still guarded and they were so afraid to to open back up and to let the past be the past. And one of the amazing things that I think we got to witness and support people through is leaving their past behind and being able to create relationships from a blank slate and not like sweeping it under the rug, but really what did I learn from it and how do I create a healthy relationship moving forward? And just speaking as a psychologist, because on the show, you know, over it and on with it, there's a lot of people that call in that have a current issue. And as I coach them, we realize like it's triggered something in the past, but we don't want to dwell in the past. We want to be able to move forward. So what advice do you have for people who, you know, really want to be in a relationship or they want their current relationship to be better and they keep being haunted by their past fears? Like even if the person they're with is completely trustworthy, they're afraid they're going to cheat on them because they've been cheated on in the past. How does someone start to uncomb and untangle those issues? 
Yeah, I think one of the first things is really to acknowledge that that's what is setting you off. So often we are just reactive in relationships and we're not sure exactly what we are reacting to and we're not reacting to the present. And so first being able to acknowledge and identify what about your partner is making you feel set off. So maybe your partner says, oh, I'm going to go on a trip with the fellas this weekend and you get really upset. And it's very disproportionate to what's actually going on. Well, you're not Mm -hmm. upset that he's going or she's going on this trip, it might be something that this trip reminds you of, some kind of abandonment or something that was the the trigger for something else in a bad relationship. And so, you know, being able to acknowledge that and be aware of it is the first step. But then the second step is being able to really um, talk through it and, and develop compensatory skills. And what I mean by that is, you know, how do you start to uh, compensate, but also uh, create a, a new way of engaging this content. And, and, and part of that involves really rethinking the way that you approach maybe conflict, rethinking the way that you see yourself in a relationship. And, and that generally happens. Sometimes it happens individually because people just need to do that individual work to, uh, to, to get there. But in the context of a relationship, it really can happen between two partners and giving one another permission to be able mm. to say, look, this is something that has come up for me when you do this and I might flip out, but I give you permission to be able to call me on it in a you know loving and respectful way like you do and for us to talk through it so we can create kind of a new way of engaging this content. Mm, yeah, communication. That was another huge thing that came up because this was a crazy accelerated process. So let's like bookmark communication and just talk about the accelerated process. Like it went really yeah. fast, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, it did. The whole thing went fast. <laughs> I'll answer this too, but I'll ask you first. I was dubious about whether the – is dubious the right word? Doubtful? I think dubious means yeah, doubtful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay you, good. You, you, dubious, yeah. I'm going to ask the PhD, if I'm using correct vocabulary, <laughs> about if it would work. You know, Can people really like pick somebody to marry? And again, we can't tell you exactly what happens, but we can say the process was effective. Why do you think it worked? I think the biggest reason it worked is because we really created a culture of intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know, so often in the dating uh, environment, in the dating uh, sphere on the outside world, you know, people, they say they're intentional, but their actions aren't necessarily matching up. They say they want to get married, but the way that they're going about connecting with people, the things that they're saying really aren't uh, being done in an intentional way. And then at, at the same time, they're not being put in a situation to really, you know, make a commitment and, and decide on that commitment. And so with that um, easy out, I, sh- I should say, um, it makes it more difficult to really uh, pursue some of those uh, goals of having a long-term committed relationship and eventually a marriage. And I think uh, with our accelerated process, we really created the environment where you need to make a decision and be intentional about it. And that decision isn't necessarily to get married, but it's a decision to commit to something, whatever you're doing and doing it intentionally. Yeah. And I think also would you, there were like no games allowed. It, it, there couldn't be because number one, they were getting sessions with us to to call them out and to really keep them focused on their attention. Number two, the people that had the courage to come on the show, I mean, they were already so well vetted in terms of really being ready and really wanted to be married. Number three, like so many of their dates were planned for them in terms of you know, uh, pushing them out of their comfort zones. Like a lot of dates were activity dates where they had to get to know each other in a different kind of way. And 
where they really were encouraged to ask some questions that sometimes you don't ask on the fifth, sixth, or 20th date. And they were also living in a house where they were with other people that were watching them and giving them feedback. So it, it just, it, one day in the spouse house felt like a, a month of dating it, it, because of the, the time and the intentionality and the feedback that they were constantly getting. And it's, it's sort of like if you're in a, you know, uh, a spa detox and surrounded by healthy food and yoga classes and meditation, you're going to accelerate in your health so much more quickly because that's the environment you're in. And so these people were really able to accelerate in getting clear on, on love and relationships so much faster. And they were completely removed from their outside light. They weren't distracted by work or any of those things. Um, a part of me was, was kind of like, wow, I, this, <laughs> I'd like to be in a process like this where I could <laughs> just focus on that goal. So that was really one thing that, that I learned. And, and that even surprised me a little bit is, wow, like with intentionality, with focus, with support and with accountability, things really do move fast. And time is not the best indicator of whether a relationship is going to be successful or not. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with uh, just creating an environment where these other distractions, these other pulls on your life aren't the focus in that moment uh, really did uh, surprise me as well in terms of how people were able to really dive and, and immerse themselves in the process. Because that's the other thing. You do have to let your guard down. And because of the environment we created for them, um, they were really able to immerse themselves in this process. Yeah. And the people that did really immerse themselves had different experiences than the people that were resistant, either resistant to coaching mm -hmm. or resistant to the process or, or so on and so forth. And so I loved everybody that came through. I really acknowledged their courage. Like it's so vulnerable to put yourself out there on, on TV <laughs> and share kind of your yeah. deepest, darkest things. I mean, these, these weren't people that wanted to be actors. Everybody was from Chicago, like professionals. That's how badly they really wanted to get married. And that was the risk they were willing to take for love. And I have a lot of respect for that because I think that when you put that kind of intention out to the universe, things show up a lot faster. I completely agree. And same love and respect to everyone there. Uh, you know, if, if they're even listening now, we love you guys. <laughs> it, was quite, it was quite a ride. It was quite a ride. And, and I think we, you know, definitely learned about ourselves, too, uh -huh. in terms of, uh, you know, when you're in a, in a situation where um, the stakes are very high, but people are rooting for you and you're uh, trying to give people all the tools that they need. I know, and this, you know, I know this is your show, but I'll throw a question back on you yeah, yeah, yeah. in Go terms of like, at times, at, at times I felt that pressure, like, you know, these people came here to get married oh, yeah. and I want to give them the best tools possible to do that. And so for me as a professional, personally, you know, it was stressful at times. So I had to find ways to make sure I stayed mentally healthy and, and felt supported so that I could keep giving them that support. What about you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I definitely <laughs> felt the pressure to get them, get them what they wanted. You know, one, it was a show and it had an intention. And, and two, we had a shorter amount of time. You know, when I'm working with somebody for six months, I have time to dig into things. And in, in this situation, it was like, we didn't have as much time. And so, you know, my, my job always as a coach is to really listen to what people want and help them get what they want. 
And so when I would see people getting in their own way, I really had to kind of separate from that and give them the tool, the best tools I could and know that, that, that they're on their own journey and not to, you know, personalize any, any of that. But it was, and I think also like just being empathic and being sensitive, I could feel their stress. You know, this was a big decision for a lot of them and it's a stressful decision and a lot of stuff was coming up, not just about the decision, but a lot of their past stuff was coming up. So I had major empathy for, for what they would going, going through. I mean, I, oh, I mean, Isaiah, you remember there were some engagement ceremonies that were like, <laughs> I was sweating almost as much as you were. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost, almost. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, there is definitely tension. I mean, when you're when you put people in that kind of environment with these kind of stakes, there is definitely tension. So I had to learn how to, um, you know, just really keep the vision in mind and be rooting for people's best and do as much as I could. But ultimately, you know, it was up to them. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things too that we modeled and learned is that. Despite all the tension, despite the high stakes, we still had to have fun, and we did have fun. And that's one of the things we constantly had to reiterate with the couples: like, we know you're here for a purpose. We know we're being, you know, very structured about this, but you have to have fun. And I think sometimes couples, especially when they're going through tough times, they're so focused on getting therapy and doing what's right so that they can rebuild their marriage or their love, and they forget to just have fun. And so incorporating that into your relationship is so important. So important. So important. Well, let's let's get personal um, and talk about like what we learned personally for our own dating and love lives. Like did you, did you take away any nuggets for yourself from this experience? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I uh, date and I have the goal of uh, being married. And right now, uh, I, I really have been able to be in a place professionally where I'm doing a lot of great stuff like I'm doing with uh, the spouse house. And so I try to learn something from every one of my professional and personal um, situations that I find myself in. And, and from the spouse house, I really will say that um, that intentionality piece mm-hmm. and being able to frame that intentionality in a way that really seamlessly shows up early on in getting to know someone um, really taught me a lot about you know how you can in a way accelerate the decision you're making when you're dating someone and you know being able to uh, get clarity too the the other big piece is getting clarity on what you feel and, and what you want and so being able to work with the singles in the house and really uh, challenge them on things that they say they want and then kind of if their actions are aligning with that and with those values they say that are important to them or not. And so for me personally, it made me really do some soul searching and say, you know, if when I'm dating, am I really uh, asking the questions that make the most sense that uh, align with the values that I have personally and really move this relationship to uh, a place where we're making a decision. Maybe it's the decision to keep progressing in the relationship, but maybe we're saying, look, we, we, we don't align and let's, let's do uh, earlier than later. Let's just uh, part ways or, or decide a different direction so that we don't uh, waste each other's time, which yeah. is, I think, a beautiful thing. It can be a beautiful thing. So that's one of the biggest things I took from the spouse house. I think there can be a lot of time wasting in dating because we put on masks. We aren't super clear about what we want. We don't put it right out there because we're afraid we're going to quote unquote scare somebody off. But that was one of my takeaways too, being really clear up front about like what we value and what we're looking for. 
Um, and it doesn't mean the first time you sit down on a date with someone in five minutes, you're like, okay, I want to have two kids. I want to da da da. It's not. It's not like coming in with a massive checklist, but it's also coming in with a lot of authenticity and a lot of honesty. And that was a, a good takeaway for me too, is, is just that level of vulnerability and honesty instead of trying to be a certain way to impress someone or whatever. And the other thing that I really took away from it as a woman on the show is there are manly men on the show and they were successful. Most of them were in their thirties and they talked a lot about their own confidence and how they felt insecure at times and how how much it meant to them when the women expressed their affection, expressed their interest. Not necessarily that the women were leading or being in their masculine, but the women were validating them and, and really telling them, hey, I like you. Like that meant a lot to the men because a lot of times the men didn't know, you know? And that was a great learning for me is like, wow, men – Men have their insecurities too. And it's like, I knew that, but to see it amplified was a good reminder. And it's made me have more courage and confidence to express to men how I'm really feeling sooner rather than later. And so that was a big takeaway for me. Yeah. And I I would definitely add to that because the other thing that came to mind that I learned was that there is great reward in risk. And, you know, sometimes, especially as a man, you, you really... Uh, and this showed up in, in these guys, and, and I think it shows up in a lot of us guys when we're dating, is we want to make sure we got it before we go into it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, we yeah. want to make sure that she's ours and that, you know, she's not going to reject us in any way. But we don't know how to express that sometimes. And f- what that can either do is it can make us really hesitant and not being taking risk with the person so that something can actually unfold that would be there. Or again, it really clouds our clarity because we're kind of ambiguous or uh, more so ambivalent, I should say, about how we're connecting. So it gives mixed signals to the lady, right. uh, uh, to the woman that we're trying to date. And so that that taking that risk, again, it does really accelerate this process of gaining clarity on both parties' side. And there's just a huge reward when you do it and it works out. Yep. Yep. Honesty, that vulnerability, not like spilling all your issues, deepest, darkest secrets right away, but just being willing to communicate clearly about, about your values, about your interests, about all of those things. So that was, I think that was a great takeaway for both of us because as professionals and as experts, especially in the people business, it's taking that kind of roll off when it comes to dating, right? And, and just being super real. And I think no matter who you are or what your life experience is, when it comes to matters of the heart, we all have our tender spots. We all have those areas where we feel a little scared and a little insecure. And that was something that was so beautiful to see on the spouse house where everybody had that spot, you know, and everybody kind of found it and everybody was willing to expose that and be vulnerable. And once they did that, it's like that's when momentum really started to happen for them and that's when they started to learn. And it was really amazing for both of us. I know I speak for both of us on this to not only see, you know, people falling in love and all the marriages and things like that, but how people grew in themselves. And a lot of people said to us, like, I learned so much about myself and that's going to make me a better partner. Um, So just to kind of round out here, Isaiah, can you talk just a little bit about the importance of having a healthy relationship with ourselves and what that really means and how that impacts our dating and romantic life. 
Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest takeaways uh, from the show and the importance of having a healthy relationship with yourself is don't detach yourself from your emotions. Uh, so often, uh, emotions can scare us because they feel so uh, they make us feel overwhelmed sometimes because of the strength of them, or because we don't feel like they'll be reciprocated by somebody that we're trying to be in a relationship with. And what we saw was a lot of the people you mentioned already were professionals and they had been very successful in other areas of their life, but they tried to translate that same way they'd gotten success through hustling and through their intellect and through all these things to relationships. And relationship is relational, which involves emotions and connections. And it, can, it takes practice to really feel comfortable doing those things. And so in terms of having a healthy relationship with yourself, it begins by being able to acknowledge and be aware of those emotions and really let them uh, uh, be freed in a way that, you know, feels safe, but also you're taking somewhat of a risk. Um, and, and, and the way that that works in a relationship in terms of building a healthy relationship is you find someone who you are looking to build this healthy relationship with and you let that guard down and you really uh, take, take stock of the emotions that you're having and let those emotions be expressed toward the other person. And so, you know, I, I think, um, that is one of the biggest takeaways I took, uh, from, uh, the show. And I, and I hope your listeners and people who watch the show take from it is that, you know, it's easy, especially if you're successful in other areas of your life to kind of detach yourself or separate yourself from the emotional and, uh, the, the relational work that it takes to really build a healthy relationship. But, if you can start really exploring those things in yourself, whether you journal or do whatever else, and then really let that guard down and show it to someone else, you can really build something special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of special, you're pretty special, Dr. Isaiah. Uh, you are so special, Christine. I'm glad that we could borrow you from heaven for like two or three months. <laughs> uh, I'm still in your life. I'm still in your life. We can get you yes. a little. We can get you a little earbud like we wore on the show, and I can just like talk in your ear. How about that? Hey, that would not be weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> oh my gosh any any closing thoughts words of wisdom from the doc for all the people all the people listening Best. watch the show yeah watch the show watch <laughs> the show it's, 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 it really is it really is going to be amazing and um of course, it's going to be amazing because of the great cast and uh, for um, in terms of the, the people who came and took that risk on love. Um, but I also think well, what was set up with the producers, with mm-hmm. us, um, was a situation where everyone is going to leave with, wow, I, I discovered something more about myself. And, you know, that's, that's, like I said, been my life goal with all my work, whether you see any of my work online, feel, feel free to t- check it out or follow me at Pickens Points. And then all the work Christine does. And so I guess that would be my closing word. Watch the show and learn something. Yeah, watch the show and learn something. I love it. Well, it was such a pleasure and an honor to work with you. Where can people find you and follow you? This is the time to promote that social media and website of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So people can follow me (laughs) at Pickens Point on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also find me at Dr. Isaiah Pickens on Facebook. You can also check out my workshops and the work I do at eyeopeningenterprises.com. And that's the I, like iPod, the letter I, openingenterprises.com. And coming soon, IsaiahPickens.com, following the footsteps of the great Christine Hasler. (laughs) No following. We walk side by side in this one. 
(laughs) You know, I love and adore you and appreciate you. I'm so glad that um, I know you. You do, as as I mentioned in your bio, you do amazing work with people and you're really committed to an incredible mission and purpose. Um, And that we have someone like you working on the front lines with people in terms of issues like like trauma, which is a big deal, that has your your depth of heart and also your sense of humor and your brilliant mind. You're like the, the trifecta. So I just so thank you for the work that you do. And it really just was, it was just so much fun to do this with you. And I've got to throw it right back at you. I just appreciate your heart your mind. And, and I, I appreciate the fact that you just, you really know how to hit at the, the essence of issues. All you all who are listening, obviously are listening because Christine's wonderful, but, but your special gift is really to know what the issue is, to get at the heart of it and help people move towards a better place. And so I appreciate it. I, this is, this feels so good. I got, I got to do this again. Like you talking with me and, you know, making me feel good about myself. Yeah. Well, how about this? If, if people <laughs> listening have a bunch of relationship questions, they could send them in, send them in to me, either send me an Instagram message or um, send them to Jill at com. And if you have like relationship questions for us, maybe we'll come on and do like a Q and a relationship advice show. We'll have you back. Yeah. Maybe mid season. Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's do something. Exactly. Awesome. All right, Isaiah. Aloha. Have a great trip to Hawaii. You too, Christine. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one.